Welcome to All or Nothing in Real Estate, an exclusive real estate platform created to take your real estate career to the next level. My name is Matt Smith and I run the number 15 real estate team in the nation. For years, I've had mentors and colleagues pour into me and now it's my turn to give back. This is not your typical real estate podcast. I work in the trenches every single day and I'm offering you real advice, no bullshit, no fluff, no theories. These are proven processes that will take you to the next level no matter where you are in your business. My team was also featured as an Inc. 5000 fastest growing company in the nation and I'm also a real estate coach through Cheplak Select Coaching as just another way for me to give back. So I have just one question. Are you ready to give it your all or nothing? Welcome back to All or Nothing in Real Estate. This is episode 19, Adapt and Overcome in a Changing Market. As always, I've got my co-host Colin with me. Ladies, I'm so sorry. You can't see him. He's not on camera, but I promise he's here. What's up, guys? <laughs> he, I, have to, I had to give him give him crap. He did say, well, I guess the female viewers are going to have to wait because I'm not going to be on camera. So um, his sorry, haircut, ladies. His haircut's looking good. You're missing uh, out. <laughs> and then also, I've got Ryan Reagan, the CO, COO of Matt Smith Real Estate Group. Ryan, say what's up. Hey, guys. I'm um, glad, glad to have both of you guys here. Um, let's just dive in and talk about how to adapt and overcome in a changing real estate market. I think we can all agree everywhere across the country, change is coming. And so let's help our audience get out in front and how to adapt and how to overcome a changing market. As a matter of fact, I look at a changing market as the biggest opportunity. A lot of people kind of panic and I, I kind of go in to the changing market and we're gonna break some of that down today on how you can actually maximize your opportunities and overcome a changing market and use it to your advantage. Yeah, I think there's always opportunity and change um, if you're willing to adapt. If you're not, you get left behind. That's not where you want to be. 100%. It's either adapt or die, right? Change or die. Yeah. Um, and so when the market's changing, if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. Um, and so let's start with it's, it's very important to note a lot of people, especially if you're newer to the business or you maybe forgot what the real estate market used to be, the last two years is not normal. Um, it's been easier to sell real estate than it's ever been. Interest rates are extremely low. Um, demand went through the roof. Then we had low inventory. So every house you list gets multiple offers. It's been a, um, a, a changing market to the benefit of the real estate agent, I would say. And so even coming off of that into what I think the market is a changing and adapting to, you're going to have to get back to stuff that maybe you forgot how to do. Yeah, I think that's important to point out because you really do in this business, you get so in depth in the day-to-day -day business, the tasks that you've got to do every day to help clients that you do tend to forget like what it used to be like. hundred so percent. You forget, forget how you had to uh, work years ago. It just, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to, I'm going to play out a scenario here. I did this with my own team. And so I'm, I want, I want to take you guys through this exercise. If the market were to drop 25 or even 50% tomorrow, how would that affect your business? Think about that for a minute. If tomorrow, if you had news right now, I know the market's going to drop 25% tomorrow or in some markets, 50% tomorrow. What would you do? If you don't have an answer for that, you're listening to the right show. We're going to give you some advice, some insight to help you adapt and overcome when and if, if and when that happens. Um, so there are markets. I'll just give you an insight. The 50% sounds extreme. I've got coaching clients. It's almost 50% year over year. Their market is down. 
So this is from the trenches, guys. This is actually happening. Um, and it's not to scare you. There's still, like I said, in a change, Ryan said it too, in a, in a changing market is a huge opportunity. So we're going to help you maximize that opportunity in today's episode. So first tip I have is be prepared, right? Just be realistic that, hey, when the market changes and the market shifts, be prepared for it. If you don't know how to prepare for the market, then the market dictates your success. And if the market dictates your, dictates your success, then you have zero success. Our success is not dependent on the market. We're going to be successful in, without, in any market. As a matter of fact, I feel strongly we'll be more successful when the market changes because we're willing to adapt and overcome. Well, and I think I think is a story that John Sheplak uh, told, and I'll, I would probably butcher it, um, so I won't do as near as good as he did, but... Um, it's it's better to be prepared um, than go into something and just have the market or the circumstances dictate what you do. Because it, I think the example he gave was if you walked into your doctor's office and they told you that, oh my gosh, you've got, um, you're going to have a heart attack because you're 500 pounds, you haven't been eating healthy, all of this, then you're going to go into panic mode. And you're going to start taking action out of panic. Whereas if you take all the action up front to eat, eat right, work out, keep your body in shape, you never have to have that conversation because you've been doing the work up front. Um, and that way you're op operating with intention rather than out of panic. 100%. And what happens too in that scenario, it's a, it's a great analogy, is most people in that scenario, how many of those people actually take that action? It's very, very slim. You know why? Because they panic. They're too far down the road. You're too far past. And when you're panic mode, what happens? Most of the time, you just stop. You just throw your hands up in the air and you don't know what to do. Like think of like you're, something crazy is happening in your life or you're getting ready to get robbed or something crazy is going to happen and you panic. What do most people do? Freeze. Freeze. And so don't freeze. So you want to have urgency not panic, but you have to have urgency before the change, before you know you're going to have a heart attack in order to prevent the heart attack. You have a way better chance of surviving that scenario if you have the urgency before you get to that point instead of waiting for that point to happen. 100%. So make sure that you start evaluating your processes, strengthen everything that you have right now. You should be going through with a fine tooth comb. Where can I improve just 1% on this part? Where can I improve 1% on that part? Because it's it's the little itty bitty details, like like my coach John Cheplak, one of my mentors says, it's the tiny hinges that swing the big doors. And I'm telling you, in a market shift, it is the little itty bitty nuances of this business that make a big, big, long lasting effect. It's the tiny levers that make the biggest difference in your business. So make sure you're looking at everything with a magnifying glass on where can I improve every little piece of my business right now to prepare for the change. Yeah. Um, also. Make a list of all those items. Don't just put them in your head. Make a list of all those items. Where, where is, where, what, what items can I work on to prepare? Right. So go from your sales process to your lead generation process, your lead nurture process, your operations process, your, your marketing process. You name it. Anything that you have in your business, you should be breaking it down and you should be analyzing it like an outsider. Imagine that you are your own business analyst. I do this to myself. I'll break down our business. I'll break down a process and I'll be like, all right, I just wrote a check for $30,000 for somebody to analyze my business and I'm the analyst. 
time to start analyzing. Look at it from a clean lens, a clean set of eyes, and you can find different things. Bring in somebody like Ryan, bring in somebody like, like Colin that are very analytical to help you break it apart. Have them question your processes. Why do you do it that way? There Maybe there's a more efficient way. Maybe there's a more profitable way. Maybe you are utilizing systems that you don't need when the market shifts because you're not utilizing the systems fully how they could be used. And so you have another system that costs double the money. Yeah. I think it's important to get an outside perspective just for the fact that like you're in it every day. So you may not see what another opportunity may be. You think, oh, this is this is what we're doing because this is what we've done. Or at one point, this was the best solution. And sometimes getting a second opinion and they ask, why do you do this? Why do you use that system instead of this system? You're like, I didn't know that one existed. Yeah. Maybe that is a better option. And that's and it may so- be cheaper, maybe more efficient. That's Until you have somebody else to look at, you don't know. Perfect. It's so real for me. On a day-to-day life, that I live that, right? Is that I have great people around me that say, hey, why do you do that? And they're not afraid to question it. I'm like, I don't know. That's a great question. I forgot why we used that three years ago. Yeah, exactly. And so it's a waste of time right now. It's not the most efficient, et cetera. And so look at your business like you're an outsider, right? Um, also, we live in an instant gratification world, right? The consumer, us as agents, everybody is, we're in an instant gratification world. We want we want the answer right now. We want the results right now. It just doesn't work. I use the analogy of Domino's used to have the commercial of 30 minute abs, right? Like, cause they were gonna deliver it 30 minutes or less or it's free or something. Yeah. And so there's a commercial where the guy does abs for 30 minutes and he shows up and he's ripped, <laughs> right? And always, he doesn't have any other muscle on his body except for abs. <laughs> That's, that's how we think whenever we want instant gratification. And unfortunately, that's not how the world works. So in my world, I live in a 90-day world. Whether it's my health, my business, my fitness, anything that I'm going to do, I give it a 90-day schedule to see if I, before I measure the results. And so I would even, so number one, start there. But when the market changes, this is what I challenge my team for. So when the market changes, it's going to be easy Because so say you're an agent right now and you're prospecting, you're making phone calls, follow up calls, you're lead generating, whatever it is that you're doing that as an agent in your day to day business. Number one, we want the result right now. Right. We want the instant gratification. I call that low hanging fruit. That's not how you grow a business. Yes, we all want that, but that's not how you scale. Right. On a large level. So make sure that you are you are living in that 90 day world on everything. But even when things change. Whenever we come into a challenging market, whenever we come into a market correction, which I feel like is coming, right? We have more inventory coming on the market. Interest rates rose. Um, they're scheduled to rise again. There's, there's just a lot of unknown and uncertainty. And going back to urgency versus panic, what happens to the consumer when there's all this change? right? When they don't understand the real estate market, when they've never been in a real estate market like this, and they're like, well, this house was $200,000 or $300,000 last year. Now it's three fifty, and the interest rates are, are double what they used to be. Yeah, It's hard for them to, they're panicked. Yeah. When they're panicked, they're not going to take action, right? And so just make sure that you are living in a, in your 90 day world. I would even say when things change, when this market shifts and corrects, you may have to you may have to do that work on a daily basis for six months before you see the result. Are you willing to let that go longer? Are you willing to? Most people aren't willing to do the work for ninety days. Say you're on a fitness challenge, you're on a health challenge, you're prospecting or follow up or video text, whatever initiative you're doing in your business or in your life. Most people won't give it ninety days. I'd be willing to bet in this change, in this market shift, it's going to take longer than a 90 days. So make sure you do the work on a daily basis and don't get stuck in wanting that result tomorrow because it's not going to come tomorrow. Well, and and a part of that too is 
recognizing that the results you're having today aren't from the work you're doing today. A lot of people like to correlate that where they're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm working my ass off right now and I'm not seeing any results. Realize that takes time, but also realize if you're having great results right now, that's also not because of necessarily what you're doing right now. That's from work that you did, did months ago. Yep. And a lot of people like to, re- like if they're slacking off or just not doing what it takes right now, but they're having good results, they're not realizing that, well, look, look up in two or three months and you're not going to like where you're at. It, it goes both ways, right? So if you look in the, so look in the rear view mirror, so to speak. Um, Chep says it all the time. It's smaller because you need to focus in on that thing so you can actually look have the sniper approach and see what did i do in the past that created where i'm at today right so whether it's good or bad we did an episode on this colin everything in your life is your is your fault good or bad right and so this is a perfect example of that so let's say we have a new agent coming in and they work their tail off and they make a bunch of phone calls in one day should they get that result tomorrow no it takes time but what if they accidentally set two appointments on that first day just by just by accident that's what they're going to expect. And so now they're going to think that every day they get two appointments and they're setting themselves up for failure. Also, if they did a bunch of work and had no results that day, that week. Doesn't mean it wasn't productive. Exactly. They're moving their business forward. But if they look back 90 days ago, it's the work they didn't do then that didn't produce the result now. Yep. Right. So it works both ways. You know, something that uh, really stood out to me is the fact that in 90 days, it things are going to shift uh, drastically. Um, what can you prepare? I thought he only- just cussed. <laughs> <laughs> Shift <laughs> um, drastically. What is uh, not only what do you need to prepare for, but what do you need to prepare the customer for, the, the individual, like you were saying? How can you prepare them now so that when uh, the market shifts, they're already prepared? Like like a doctor checkup would be like, hey, listen, based on the w- change or the decisions you're making right now, things are going to shift if you don't you know uh, take care of yourself versus the doctor appointment that is like, hey, everything's uh, wrong. If you start educating your audience now, hey, listen, things are on the rise right now. We've got you, don't worry. Expect that these things are going to change and when they change, we're here for you. That's, this brought a quick tangent. It's such a great analogy. Thank you, Colin. On that, make sure as a real estate professional, you are educating the consumer. That is your job to educate the consumer. And it's not your job to just give them the good news. Give them the bad news. Give them the real information. That's how you build trust with the consumer is whenever interest rates go up. We did a video said, yep, interest rates went up. They sure did. I've been telling you for six months they were going to go up. You should have listened, <laughs> right? Um, in a more friendly way, of course. But my point is, is that most people would try to hide that and try to say, hey, it's still a good time to buy without mentioning interest rates went up. Don't hide that. Educate the consumer because what happens over the long haul is you become the educational resource. You become the go-to. I've said this for a long time. I want us to be looked at like we're the news source in our area. Like you can come to us for everything because we give you the truth. And it's, it's not the news you see today, right? It's the real news. We give you the actual truth, the actual what is going on in your real estate market because we are trusted and we give them the right information. So Yeah, because, well, the clients are going to hear information, bits and pieces from random places anyways. You, you want to be the source of that and you want to make sure that it's accurate information because if they're not educated on the process, they're not going to take whatever that next, next step is. And that's if you're not giving them that education, that's your fault. They, they deserved the best service and usually the best service is from educating them so they can make the next step in the process, whether that's them buying a house right now or not, or selling a house. It may not be a good time, but they need to know, they need to know that information 
1,000%. Uh, how many how you, people that's are, how you build trust. How many people are scared to tell them, oh, you shouldn't buy a house right now, or now is not a good time to sell? Too many, unfortunately. Because they want the right now business instead of the long-term relationship. Yeah. Right? That's that's why one of the many reasons why we are growing as fast as we are growing is because we're not afraid to tell the consumers now is not a good time. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's what, what's going on in our market, but if that was the case, I would have no problem blasting it everywhere. Wait. Yeah. Hold off. Let, let me throw out an analogy for that because this is absolutely ap applicable to the vast majority of individuals. Um, what mechanic do you trust? The one that says, hey, well, you need to fix this up. You probably need a new air filter. You need this. When my mechanic says, hey, so your air filter is kind of bad right now, but you don't need to change it out. That builds so much trust in that moment that it's like, oh, he's got my best interest at heart. He's like, hey, this piece here, I can get it for you new, or I've got a, uh, a piece that will also work and, and fit in this here. You built so much trust there that it's whatever that person says then, 100%. I'm like, let's do it. We're going Rather down a rabbit hole here of a whole different episode. I love it. But yeah. real quick on that, Colin, let's paint this picture. Say that mechanic gives you that truth and says, I don't need to sell you a $50 air filter. I could, yeah. but I just need it cleaned out. And as a matter of fact, I cleaned it out for free. It's on the house. We'll see you next time you need something. How much business am I going to recommend to him? All of it. <laughs> How much money did they make in that sale? Nothing. Zero. How much time? They, they spent a little bit of time working on that, figuring it out, and they didn't charge you a thing. But you were going, you were going to be a customer for life number one, and you're going to tell all your friends that's the mechanic you need to go to. Mm -hmm. A lot better than the one that tries to sell you like uh, headlight fluids. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> blinker fluid. Yeah. Your blinker fluid's low. I think I'm running low on that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Con's making a note over here. But no, the point is is that, that we, we that mechanic, that real estate agent, could have done something differently to get a sale that one time. Yeah. But that's not what it's about. It's about way more than that. The lifetime value of a customer is way too high. Plus, it's just doing the right damn thing. Integrity means something, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. Um, we're going to have to do a whole other episode on that. Um, the lifetime value of a customer. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, all right, let's get back into this. So 90-day timeline and be willing to stretch that out in six months when changing and challenging markets come, and come right? Um, I wrote this down too. This, I, this is going to be one of my new quotes. You can't out-market a changing market. So a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm going to, and me included, I'm one of these people, and I had to fix my mindset, is you can't just double your lead spend in order to beat this market. It takes more than that. That may be part of the equation, but you can't just rely on, I'm going to create more leads. I'm going to double down on this. I'm going to double down on that. That's not what's going to win. It's not just marketing. Marketing is very important, but you can't outmarket a changing market. That's how people go broke. So you have to be smart. Maybe part of it is you need to double down on some lead sources. Maybe you need to remove some. Maybe you need to find a new lead source. Maybe you need to do some branding plays. Maybe you need to slow down on your branding plays. There's a lot of different things you need to look at and analyze, but don't just rely on writing a bigger check to overcome this market because you're going to have to, it comes down to two things. It comes down to action and your skill set. That's what's going to win in this market. Your actions that you take on a daily basis, are you willing to do more actions? And in that 90-day example, wait that six months for the results of those actions on a daily basis. Also, what are you doing on a daily basis to increase your skill set? Because what, what you did six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, to get 40 sales, 50 sales, may not be the same action. If the market drops 25%, if the market drops 50%, and you had 50 sales, that same action is going to produce you 25 sales. Yeah. Are you willing to do 50% more action? Because it's going to take that. 
and a combination of when the market shifts, the education piece, you have to have the skill set to be able to work through and make, help your clients understand what's going on in this marketplace. So there's a lot of skill sets you need to build and refine and master, right? Mastery is key, but also you have to realize your actions that you've taken over the last two years are going to have to change drastically in order to adapt and overcome this market. Well, and if, if you spend all this money on, on lead sources, but you don't have the urgency to reach out to these people and follow up with them properly, you're not going to get anywhere with them. So that's that's got to be a huge thing, especially in a changing market, just having the discipline to follow up with people, build those relationships, because that's really what it comes down to. 1,000%. And it's what's cool about it is... I, you guys heard it from me, right? In my opinion, the two biggest things are action and skill set. That's what's going to win in, over, in, a, in, in a changing market. How to adapt and overcome a changing market, take more action, develop more skill set. Sounds simple, but it's not easy, right? And so the cool part about it, though, is you don't have to rely on a new lead source. You don't have to rely on all this because it's in your control. You can control how well you win in this changing market because you control your action and you control your skill set. And those are the two biggest factors that are going to determine who wins in this market. And again, don't think you can outmarket a changing market. Marketing is a piece of the puzzle, but it's not just, hey, let's just spend all this, all this money on these leads. Like Ryan said, if you spend all the money, but you don't follow up properly, you don't have the skill set to educate, the leads are worthless, right? You have to make sure you can make the most out of those. Um, another thing, too, is you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. This market is different. You're having different conversations. And so when you're having those conversations, have that confidence in yourself and your team and your brokerage, wherever you are in your business, that you are telling them the right thing with integrity. The mechanic example of be the mechanic that cleans the air filter for free because that will pay dividends for the rest of your life because you actually did the right thing. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of that in today's world. And so you stand out when you just do the right thing. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Take, take pride in that. Take pride in educating clients um, and take pride in the fact, too, that you, by reaching out to these people, um, you're doing them a favor. You are reaching out to them, working to help them. If you have that mindset of, I'm here to help these people with every phone conversation you have, you're not, you're not feeling like you're bugging them because you're coming from a place of value. thousand percent. We say that all the time. We don't use the word sell in our organization. Yeah. We don't. We replace the word sell with help because our goal is to help people, period. With whatever they need. Yep. Even if it's not to buy a house, if they need a new mechanic, we'll call Colin's guy for <laughs> Some, it. Sometimes it's just listening. That's right. Jer I mean, Jeremy um, made a comment yesterday in our group chat about sometimes people just need you to be there for them. Yep. Yeah. They're going through a rough spot in their life. That's why they're looking for a house. Yeah. And he became half therapist because that's what that person needed. Exactly. hundred um, percent. There's another thing too, is there's too many people that and I think it's a product of, understandably so, a product of the good market that we're coming off of. The best two years real estate I've ever heard of, right, is what we're coming off of. So if you didn't have a good year last year or the year before, um, you need to listen to some more of these episodes because it should have been, right? <laughs> um, it should have been the best years of your life in real estate. It really should have. And so part of what is easy to happen is you come off and you get your belly full, so to speak, right? You, you like, oh, well, I had a great year, two years. So now I'm just kind of kind of sit back and put my feet up on the desk and just keep doing what I've been doing. Um, but in this case, in a changing and challenging market, if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're not going to keep getting what you've been getting because the market is going to change. Your actions, your skill set have to change. Your, your mindset needs to change around that. And one of the things that we stress a lot here is your accomplishment becomes your new standard. 
And so I set two appointments today. You're so excited. Great. Now you know you can do it. Let's do it every day. Yeah. Let's not wait. Let's not say, oh, I set two appointments today. And so I'm going to take tomorrow off. No, you set two today. Now you know what's possible. What else can you do to build upon that? Because that's your new standard. You should be, if you did it today, why can't you do it tomorrow? Yeah. It's, it's natural too, to be uncomfortable with that. Like people get uncomfortable, like, oh crap. Like I, I can actually do that. Now I know that's possible. That should be my new standard. Um, now it's just recognizing that and actually taking the work to duplicate it. And a good analogy for that, in my opinion, is the four minute mile, right? Like that was, it was years people were trying to break it and it was just impossible. It took one person to break the four minute mile and it's been broken every year since. Yeah. Like it's, it took one person to show the world that it was possible because this little thing in your head, this, your mind is very, very powerful and understanding that I can actually do it now has opened it up your world up to so much more yep that's that goes to ed Milet's um thermostat i knew this was coming it's it's my favorite um he goes into it as you know a lot of people any part of your life you've got a thermostat set at a certain temperature like in in real estate you may be an 80 percent or 80 degree person in fitness you may be a 60 degree person and you'll always until until you take drastic action you'll always be right around that if you start doing a little bit better in in real estate you'll find a way to kind of sabotage yourself and bring you back down to to the um, 80 degrees if you start slacking off and your business starts lacking you actually do know what it takes to get there so you'll pick back up and get back to the 80 degrees but once you do take drastic action and whether that's increasing skills um, by by just learning new things or just taking more massive action than you've ever taken before you can actually permanently increase where your thermostat is set and then really there's no reason why you're not a 90 degree real estate agent and that that goes for any area in your life but i think that's huge to recognize and sometimes it it does just take that mindset shift something drastic happening in your business to make that change yeah and it's it's so important to note like a thermostat say it's set at 80 degrees why it's such a great analogy is because it doesn't let you get to 79 like 80 is your bottom now Right. So anything that you do is 80 or above. Like that's a great way of saying that now I know I can get to 80. I'm never going below that again. Yep. hundred percent. You proved that you can do the four minute mile. So at that point you're like, well, if that's my new, if I can hit two uh, clients a day, what if I hit three? Well, then you proved now you proved to yourself that is possible. So then you go, well, what about four? And, and But a lot of people, why I think that it's important, the accomplishment is your new standard because a lot of people will do that too or they'll get to, to three appointments and then they'll just get comfortable, mm-hmm. right? Like I use this analogy all the time. You don't want to be that guy that graduated high school 20 years ago. He's at the fucking bar at lunchtime, drunk off his ass in his letterman jacket talking about the good old days. Don't be that person. And like we all as humans are a version of that person. Like, because we worked real, say your fitness is a great example, right? So say you worked out really, really hard yesterday. Well, I deserve to take today off. No, you don't. What you did yesterday was your new standard. Take that to another level today, right? Like there's so many different analogies. We tell ourselves we deserve this, we deserve that. And it's, you don't want to be that person, again, that's sitting at the bar talking about how how the good things used to be. Like if you have the mindset of your accomplishment as your new standard, you're always going to level up and evolve in life. And I think that's one of the great things of being on a team like ours is sometimes you don't always have to learn from your standards. You can learn from other people's. Um, You see people in our company that have 15, 20 houses under contract at one time, then you see that that's possible. They don't 
they may have some a little bit more skills than you do, but you've got the opportunity to learn. Um, but other than that, like they've got the same opportunities that you do. So you can go out and do that too. And that's, that's powerful. Whenever you just see what's possible, it changes your mindset. Yeah. And until somebody does it, you just, you know, yeah, it's a four minute mile. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know it was possible until it's done. Um, and so as an, another example to that is us, uh, fortunately being in the great EXP network that we are like being around like-minded people that give, give, have given us the roadmap to build a team from 200 units to over a thousand units this year by following proven processes and mistakes they made that we didn't have to make because we learned from them. And so proximity is power. We did an episode on that too. Who you hang around matters, whether it's on your team in a bigger picture and like in your network, who you go into masterminds with, like I'm fortunate to be in the Black coaching circles. Like there's a lot of reasons that go into where all this comes back to fruition is you are who you hang around, yeah. right? So make sure that you understand those standards that you set those come from your environment. Yeah. And that's, and that's not always stuff you have to pay for. Like there's thousands of podcasts out there. This one, I mean, but there's hundreds you can listen to every day right there at your fingertips. It's going to cut down your learning curve on something that you want to know. Yeah. Ryan, give them a couple of podcasts you recommend for reference. Uh, Real AF um, by Andy Frisella. That's, that's my favorite. Um, Ed Milet podcast. That's a great one. Um, Joe Rogan. I always listen to him too. Um, There's so many great podcasts out there. Yeah, those are three of my favorite too. Um, All or nothing in real estate's not bad. Uh, Yeah, heard good things. It it was going to be number four. (laughs) No, so uh, real AF Andy Frisell. I've learned a lot of stuff from him. Um, He's huge mentor in my life. Um, So highly recommend that. And then Ed Milet too is just brilliant. So yeah, I think those are two my two favorites favorite as well. So Matt, I got a question uh, for this changing market that we've uh, got coming up here. How, as a business leader, um, as you're kind of heading into unknown waters, how can you equip your team uh, to be prepared for that drastic change? Because a lot of them, it's going to be very scary. Uh, if they've never done door knocking for, before, for example, uh, or you know, just the, the changes in general, how can you prepare? Well, shit, I don't know. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, that's a great question. So first and foremost lead by example um it's you have to be willing to as an example when we do our door knocking campaign guess who's going to be out there door knocking with them right like so it's that's part of it but also educating them just like we talk about educating clients educating the agents educating our team so they understand a lot of them get panicked because they don't they don't have education. They don't understand why we're doing it or how to do it or what happens when they say this. Well, when people get scared to pick up the phone and prospect, if you role play, if you do script testing, they become way more confident, way more comfortable. They learn by doing. And so just create that environment where, number one, it's a safe environment. It's a safe. It's safe to fail. We fail every day, right? It's safe to come and be vulnerable. It's safe to um, say, hey, I need help. Right. So first and foremost, as a leader, create a safe environment, but also lead by example. So whenever you have these changes, whenever you have a new initiative that you're rolling out, don't be afraid to jump in there with them and mix it up. Right. Be the first one to fail. Be the first one to fail in front of them. And if you're able to do that now, they realize like here's a real life example. I've been talking a little bit about door knocking and different initiatives that we've been um, working on to roll out. And we went and we were touring with with most of the agents. We were touring a new new construction. Um, site that we're working on a project we're working on with the builder and we were walking out kind of walking through different phases of the of the construction process and as we were walking back 
through the subdivision. This is an extension of an existing subdivision, and there was a for sale by owner sign in the yard. Everybody walked by it. I just watched and observed. Nobody said anything. <laughs> on the way back, I went and knocked on the door. Whole team was standing out there like, where'd Matt go? I was trying to talk to the owner about how can we help them sell their home, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I was the first one who went up there and knocked on the door. I didn't have a script. I didn't have nothing. I just wanted to talk to them. I know that we can help you, right? Um, they didn't answer the phone. Um, the and the next the day, phone or the door? They didn't answer the door. <laughs> they may have answered the phone, but yeah. they didn't answer the door. There was a little dog there barking at me. That was all they got. But at the point is, is that I wasn't afraid to go take action, right? And show them like, hey, there's nothing wrong with doing this. Yeah. And I think just having a conversation, because like I said earlier, like you want other perspectives. So have a conversation with your team, um, with your agents and get their ideas, too, of of what we need to do to adapt and change, because they probably got some good ideas. Well, and if you're preparing them 90 days in advance, then not if, but when those changes happen, they're like, oh, what Matt said or what Ryan was talking about, there it is. And we've already talked about eight different ways on how we can uh, respond to this. Yeah. So it's not you don't panic get, mode. Yeah, you don't get to that panic mode. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, because, again, when you panic, you freeze. Yeah, and it builds trust in uh, in leadership that it's like, huh, this thing that they've been talking about actually came true. Whatever they're talking about now, I can probably trust that as well. If not, absolutely can. This A whole other caveat to that. There may be leaders out there listening right now that they haven't had this conversation with their team. Hey, here's what's coming. Here's what we need to do to be prepared because they're scared. They're going to lose people because people are going to panic. It's going to happen. You might as well rip the bandaid off and help them prepare before it comes. So you can create urgency, not panic. Yeah. Right. Same thing with educating the consumer. Hey, interest rates are going to go up. How does that affect your agents? Are you giving them that same education? You need to. Yeah. Anytime you introduce change to people, there's going to be some level of like, oh crap, like what do we, what do we do? But if you follow that up with a conversation about, okay, here is what we can do, then it eases that and lets them know that, okay, well, like we are in control of this or yeah. at least, or at least we'll be ready whenever it does change. Well, and like I said, let's go back to the two things that it's going to take to adapt and overcome this changing market, action, skill building. That's all in your Do we control, control those? 1000% we do. And so we control how we dictate what happens at the end of this changing market. It's, it's in our control. Yeah. What are we willing to do about it? Yeah. Read the book, Extreme Ownership. That's my favorite book of all time. Like, yes. It's it's in your control. Everything. We did a podcast kind of on that, didn't yeah, we, Colin? Yeah. Good. Like <laughs> Good it. or bad. Everything in your life is your fault. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Ryan, let's go back to when COVID first hit. Um, back when um, I say this. Uh, respectfully but jokingly like it really happened i remember we got groceries and we would leave the bags in the in the garage for a week to let the covid wear off before we brought them in right (laughs) sketchy yeah back before we knew what exactly was what um and so our business shut down we were forced to work from home um but did we panic no what do we do double down we we controlled what we could control So I remember my phone ringing. Um, It was somebody asking about, hey, um, we we have these leads available in this area. I know COVID and all this. And I said, nope, don't say no more. I'll take them. What do you got? You got any more? You got any over here? You got any over here? Um, And then I called all the other vendors and said, I need some. I need some. I need some leads. And fortunately for us, everybody else was panicked. So what were they doing? They were calling all these leads and canceling. I was just eating up all that I could. So you may say I'm contradicting myself because I just said you can't outmarket a changing market. I still stick by that. But mark out marketing was a part of our plan whenever COVID hit. 
but it's also the action and skill building behind it made a big, big difference. So market shifting versus COVID, they're two different scenarios to so keep that in mind. But one of the things that we did do was we doubled down on everything that we could. We were all chips on the table. We also adjusted and implemented some new strategies. So you're not allowed to see people face to face. We have technology. We did 3D open houses, live virtual open houses. With the first four houses that we did, sold. We did that during COVID because we were able to pivot quickly. Yeah, we, we were, were willing to take action. We were urgent. We weren't panicked. Yeah, that was technology that we bought three years before that. We didn't know it was going to be so huge for us, you know, whenever COVID rolled, or, rolled around. But yeah, being able to do those 3D, 3D uh, walkthroughs was huge. Yeah, so we hosted live webinars and walked people through them and got people to sign up. And we were able to, I mean, it even created an extra lead generation funnel for us, to believe it or not, of people registered. And if they registered, it was like they signed in an open house. They just registered to see it from their from their living room, probably on their beanbags eating Cheetos. I don't know, yeah. but uh, they sold the houses, right? And so it was. We were able to panic or not panic. We were able to be urgent and pivot quickly, so we did not have to panic when the market shifted. And so make sure that you are thinking, what can I do to be proactive versus reactive in this market? Well, and. Now, you know, for the first month or so, like uh, business eventually got better. But for the first month or so, there was a lot of like, oh, wait, maybe we don't want to buy or sell right now because there's just so much change. Oh, we went through but, so much. So we want to talk about hurdles and obstacles. The hurdles and obstacles wasn't the leads or opportunities. It was the it was everybody the in the world was panicked. Yeah. So try to talk to a seller about putting their home on the market whenever we're not allowed to leave our houses, yeah. right? Like it, so don't, don't let me paint this wrong picture. That's a great point, Ryan, is it was, it was difficult, yeah. but we still every day putting in the work. Yeah. But that doesn't stop the conversations. So you think, oh, nobody's buying or selling right now because everybody's panicked. That doesn't mean you don't, that you quit calling people. Your conversation's just different. It's maybe a lot less about buying or selling a house. It's just catching up and how you guys doing, how you holding up with all this craziness going on. It's still having a conversation and building relationships with those people so that whenever, you know, everything does calm down, you've got that trust built with them and you're there to help them. Yep. And another part of that equation, too, is educating them on a lot of those. We'd have conversations and understandably so they're like, no, we don't want to sell or buy right now. Hey, I get it. We could have turned and so and pressured them and convinced them now was a good time. No, it's not our job to convince anybody of anything. It's our job to help them understand and make a decision for themselves, right? But to Ryan's point, just because people weren't ready to buy or sell doesn't mean we stopped calling. Yeah. If anything, we called more because there's more people we knew we could help. And so we went on offense instead of on defense. And so that's what you have to do. That's action and skill building. We had to build a whole new skill. We had to talk with people about covid we didn't know yeah. anything about it right we had to understand it educate and we had to take more action because in what happened whenever covid kind of started loosening up is our business exploded most real estate agents did too because of the market shift but ours yeah. way more so than the market because we had all that back back backed up listings and buyers and all that that were all, all right now we're ready yeah. and it just like the floodgates opened e educate them too on educate them on what you know um, but also be transparent with what you don't know or what you are speculating on i think that's important that they do understand that difference um, i think about one client that i was helping uh, buy a new construction house and he whenever covid set in he was terrified that he was really overpaying for the house at that point he wanted to renegotiate and drop it like 20 grand or something 
And we educate them on like, hey, we see like this is we from what we're seeing, we expect that this is going to be short term. There's going to be more people PCSing here and the market's going to recover. And if he would have backed out at that point, he would have missed out on the tens of thousands of dollars of equity that he's built in these last two years. Yeah. And not to mention the enjoyment of his new home. Yeah. Right? yeah. Awesome house. Yeah. 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 So on that, too, let me just be very clear. I don't in my my professional and personal opinion is we are not in for another market crash. Right. So I don't think I'm not saying the sky is falling. I am saying it's going to change and I want to help you guys get ahead of the change. So 2008 is, this is not 2008 2.0. No, this is supply and demand issue. Yes, exactly. And it's also an inflation issue. Right. And so the, the real estate economy got so hot, they had to slow it down. (laughs) Like it's the exact opposite of, of 08. That's, that's what's going on. But it is going to cause some change and adjustment. Um, so we're trying to help you stay ahead of that. I just had to say that the market is not going to crash. So don't panic. Um, if you do, uh, let me know and I'll take your market share. <laughs> just kidding. Kind of. But maybe. Yeah. Um, so um, let's go back to last couple of years. It's been really easy to be an agent, right? Um, it's been interest rates have been very, very low. Um, inventory has been hard to come by, but when it does, boom, it's gone, right? It's been, it's been very, very interesting. It's been, had its own set of challenges, with multiple offers and different things. But if you go back the last two years, I'd be willing to bet historically, and especially in our market and a lot of other markets like ours and other markets from people that I coach, it's been the best that they've had, right? The markets are it's it's just insane the increases in sales price the increase in transaction amount just it's everything around has just been like oh smooth sailing for real estate agents the world grows up in smoke with the pandemic and then real it's great to be a real estate agent yeah. right and so what I, what we're trying to do is i want to reframe your guys's brain and your mindset to realize that just because it was good then doesn't mean it's going to be good and easy now and you're going to have to adjust and get ahead of these adjustments. And what if, so let's say we say the market's going to drop 25%. And you made this list we talked about of all these things that you would change or adjust or do differently if the market adjusts 25%. And let's say, oh, the market adjusts 10%. Did you waste your time by figuring all that stuff out? Or did you build more skill set and build more momentum for when the market changes anyway? Yeah, you're further ahead than you would have been by not taking those actions. So in short, don't be that Astrocole. Don't be that Karen out there that says, well, my market only dropped 18%. Oh, well, oh, well Karen. Good job. <laughs> yeah, good, good for, for you. <laughs> um, congratulations, but these tips will still help you. Um, and so I also want to talk about, so one of my coaching clients, um, I'm fortunate to be a real estate coach, and that's where a lot of the stuff comes from, guys. This isn't theory, right? This is, we, we are acting in every single day, and so are a lot of my clients. And so... One of their business dropped about 50% year over year, meaning in the market right now, there's 50% less opportunity than there was last year. Drastic. Cut in half. Yeah. I said this to my team, and I'll say it to you guys. I wish I could trade him places. You said that to him too. I did. <laughs> I wish I could trade him places because you know how much freaking opportunity is in that market right now? How many people are panicked? Well, how many real estate agents do you think are panicked in that market? All of them. 50% in a year? That's huge. That's crazy. I don't know what it did in 08, but I'd be willing to bet it's pretty close. But it's not 08, so there's opportunity coming, right? It's going to get better. And so um, I, I look at opportunity when things go crazy. And so when your market shifts, what is your mindset? 
Are you going to be the one that sits back and panics? Are you going to keep doing things? You're going to panic. You're going to keep doing things the way you used to do them, or you're going to be like us and adapt and overcome. Yeah. And I think if you are, um, if you're an individual agent uh, or just a person in general that doesn't have that mindset that you're going to take, you know, these changes and these opportunities and make the most of it, you need to completely reevaluate. If you're not on a team with a team leader like Matt that, that takes those challenges head on, you need to reevaluate who you're with. Because there's, there's a lot of comfort from my seat as a COO, knowing that I've got somebody like Matt that has that mindset in leading this team and everybody else in the company feels that as well. There's, yeah. there's not panic. There's not, there's not chaos. There's confidence that, yeah, we've, we've been through this. We'll get through this. We'll come out even better than we were before. And that's powerful. 100%. And there's no doubt in my mind saying it. Yeah. Like it's not, I, I don't, I feel a little bit arrogant or cocky saying it, but I, I'm willing to do whatever the fuck it takes to win. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there's not, <laughs> I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Winning's fun. Yeah. Um, winning's more fun than fun is fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, who was it that said that? I think that was Ed too. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so thank you, Ryan, for that. That's a, that's a huge compliment coming from you. I appreciate it. It's, it, I, I mean, it's, I couldn't do it without the amazing team that we have and the support system, everything that has happened and all the people that have poured into me. Um, but it's just, it's a mindset thing. That's where it comes down to. It's, and again, we titled this adapt and overcome in a changing market action and skill building. That's what's going to do it. So make sure you look at your business as a business analyst. What things can I remove? What can I change? Where do I need to double down? What do I need to remove? What do I need to add? Look at it from an outsider's perspective, thinking, look at your business like it's going to drop 25% tomorrow. Not saying you have to do everything you list out, but at least we'll now pick out your top three, start there. Now do three more. And start adding, pulling things away based upon that, and then make sure you back it with the action and skill building, and I promise you'll be in a better place in your business. Yeah, and I and I don't want it, we've mentioned this a couple times, but I don't want this to get missed. It comes down to educating and building relationships. Um, if you've been in this business any time at all, you've probably had one of your friends or people you thought were your friends buy a house with somebody else or sell a house with somebody Ryan else. Ryan doesn't have friends. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's on you if that happens. You can get as pissed off as you want at them, but that just means that somebody else educated them more than you did. And that may just be that they didn't know that you could help them buy a house if your name on the sign, well, your name wasn't on the sign. Yep. That's your fault. So build relationships and educate people and you will have the business that you want to have. And accept responsibility. Yeah. Sounds like three of our first yeah. three core values. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Funny how that works. Ryan, is there anything else you want to close this out with? No, that's the main thing I want to hit on. Actually, I'd like to throw a question for uh, both of you guys. So um, we've talked about this before. Whenever there's an, uh, a big change coming, there's three different ways to respond uh, to that um, big event that's happening. So you got Agent A, Agent B, oh, and Agent C. wrote that down at the bottom here. Yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> so do you want to talk about that a little bit as far as this big change here? It definitely sounds like you know which agent you are. Um, but yeah, just to, uh, to educate the audience a little bit. Yeah, so um, it's the tale of three agents. So there's going to be the tale of three agents. That, so close your eyes. Come with me for a minute. It's 12-31-2022. So it's the end of this year. There's going to be three different agents that have three different stories. There's going to be agent number one that couldn't make it. They're out of the business. Guess what their excuse is going to be? 
oh, the market shifted. There's low inventory. Interest rates went up. I couldn't make it. Nobody can make it in this market, right? They're going to be out of the business. There's going to be agent number two that does the same shit that they've done forever for the last two years and just barely scrapes by and makes it through the market with enough money to pay their bills, keep their lights on. They survived. They survived. They, like, survived a zombie apocalypse. They got nothing left, but, they hey, they still have their license. They're breathing. Yeah. yeah, right? And their excuse that they tell themselves and they tell everybody else is, well, the market shifted. Inventory's low. Interest rates are rising. Then there's going to be the third agent. A third agent, you talk to him, you interview him on 12-31-2022. He's going to have Superman cape on because his business is going to be better than it's ever been. Have more opportunity, more closings, having more fun. Business growth went through the freaking roof. You know what he's going to say? My business is better than it's ever been because inventory is low, the market shifted, interest rates rose. It's your decision. Which one are you going to be? 1,000%. I think something that's really comforting in the midst of any uh, crisis is to know, well, somebody's going to be up on top. So what did that person do in order to get there? Because someone is going to be that agent three. Yep. So going, jumping six months into the future now, you say, all right, so if I was that person, what would I have done in order to make this happen? Because someone's going to do it. So it is possible. Someone will do it. Is that going to be you? So think about it, though. It goes back to your accomplishment being your new standard. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody is going to win, real estate agents are not disappearing. Mm -hmm. Just what happened in 08? One of the worst real estate crashes in history. Mm -hmm. There's some people in 2010 that are glad 2008 happened that are in the real estate business because they fucking dominated. There's still houses selling. Just yep. different. It just, it, it's just changing. And are you willing to adapt and overcome in a changing market? It's all about your mindset. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Ryan, thanks for being here. Yep. Colin, on here. thanks as always. Too bad the ladies couldn't see your beautiful face and your nice new haircut today. It is today. too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, next time, next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. All or Nothing Real Estate is a movement. We are doing this to give back. If you got any value from this episode, please share it with a friend. Mm -hmm. Share this with other people, like-minded people, so we can help change more lives. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. If you found anything this valuable, please share this with your friends. All or Nothing in Real Estate is a passion project of mine. This business has done so much for me and my family, and this is my way to give back. I'm also a real estate coach with Chet Black Select Coaching. So if you are interested in having a coaching consultation with me, please check out the link below. All or Nothing in Real Estate is not just a podcast. It is a movement. It is a community of contribution that is single-handedly designed to help change the real estate community in a positive way. So make sure you're following us on all social, social platforms and subscribe to us on YouTube. Most importantly, make sure you've requested to join All or Nothing in Real Estate's private Facebook group. That is a private group that we keep in exclusive content and we do it in a private setting to make sure it remains a community of contribution. There's a lot of great in-depth content there for free. So please make sure you join that group as well. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. If you found this of value, please share this with your friends. It is my goal to give back and contribute to make this industry better for all of us. Thanks again. Thank you.